Hello and welcome to Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. And today's episode, we're giving you an insight to the Community Assessment Stabilisation and Treatment Team. We know them as CAST and they're a fairly new team to the Trust. Now, CAST is a key area within North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare's Trust in its delivery of the Community Mental Health Transformation Programme. We talked to Terry, Sarah and Claire about their roles and CAST's work within the programme, and we also delve deep into what is personality disorder. With all that said, let's speak to our guests and let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, I'm Terry and I'm the team lead for CAST. Um, we've been running for about 18 months now, and um, I'll let my colleagues introduce themselves as well. Hi, I'm Dr Sarah Lunt. I'm consultant clinical psychologist with the CAST team and also personality disorder intervention lead. Hi, I'm Claire. I'm a peer support worker with lived experience. So hello, everybody. So obviously you've mentioned in your introductions that the CAST team is very new. It's very new to me. Do you want to explain what the CAST team do and, and what, what, what benefits you bring to North Combine? So the... Um, Team deliver evidence-based psychological treatments to help people with what we call complex emotional needs and or difficulties associated with the personality disorders. So people tend to have experienced high levels of trauma in their lives and we keep this in mind at all times in everything that we do. We're a an MDT, so we've got a doctor, as Sarah's introduced to have a psychologist. We've got um, nurses and social workers as well in our team. We've also got learning disabilities nurses attached to our team to help us with any adaptions that we need to make for people who struggle with reading and writing and that sort of thing. And then obviously we've got Claire, who is a peer support, and she helps shape our service and contributes to some of the stuff we do in the service as well. So um, we've also had a, a a psychiatrist during our team very very recently and we're very pleased to have her on board so we're full complement of staff and you know really look at people holistically hence why we're a multidisciplinary team. So with it sounds like your team's grown a lot uh, since the beginning uh, obviously is there a big caseload is there a high demand is it something that has been needed for a while? We have recently reopened to referrals because we were closed for a period uh, last year while we were recruiting to some of our posts. Um, referrals have started slowly trickling in. Um, most of our practitioners in our team have capacity to work with more patients at the moment um, and we are working with our community mental health team colleagues to, to get those numbers up um, the best that we can. And with the CAST team, what, what do you need to, well, firstly, what does CAST stand for? Because obviously we've used the abbreviation, but what, what does CAST actually stand for? Uh, so CAST stands for um, Community Assessment, Stabilisation and Treatment Team. And that was uh, a decision we made to try and think about the principles of one of our interventions and, and use that in our team name. Um, so that we could move away from any sort of stigma or anything attached to, to some of the diagnoses that we have within our service. Um, so, yeah, like I say, it's just the principles of one of the interventions that we run. And does it take um, a diagnosis to get referred to your team? What, what, what is the catchment areas? So, no, not necessarily, no. So some people will have uh, a diagnosis of personality disorder, 
but we do not um, exclude people uh, because they haven't got a diagnosis. So some people may present with complex emotional difficulties, difficulties with interpersonal cognitive functioning, um, so perhaps could attract a diagnosis of personality disorder, but if they don't have one, that, that doesn't matter to us. We work from what's known as a formulation. So we want to make sure that we're working with people because of a treatment need uh, and because of the difficulties that they present with, that we can help with using our treatment models rather than a purely diagnostic system, if that makes sense. So with um with your uh catchment for personality disorder what what sort of pay or service users um are going to be attracted to your service because obviously we're talking we know from a mental health perspective what the service does but for a listener who doesn't really know what personality disorder is what sort of person would benefit from the cast service so ordinarily um personality disorder or difficulties associated with personality concerns tend to be something which significantly affects somebody's interpersonal functioning so their ability to engage in healthy relationships for example it may affect their cognitive functioning they may have a really poor sense of self and their emotional functioning so they may experience really strong emotions that feel like they go up and down really quickly and this can be really debilitating for somebody and really affect somebody's capability to manage or enjoy their life. The difficulties are what we call um, the three P's. So they're problematic, pervasive and persistent throughout somebody's life. So it needs to be difficulties that have been around since childhood, really. So it's not just something that suddenly happened. It's something that's affected them for a long time. And as I mentioned earlier, this tends to be underpinned by quite a lot of trauma, whether that is more obvious, clear traumas or um, consistent attachment trauma, for example, developmental trauma that's perhaps feels a little bit more subtle to them. But generally speaking, people have experienced quite considerable trauma in their lives as well. So those are the people that we tend to see. That's a really good explanation, Sarah. Thank you. And I just wondered, sort of from my perspective, like what, what Claire's thoughts on, on CAST are, because Claire's been with us from the start and really been part of our journey and helped shape some of the things that we offer. So I just wonder from her perspective, like how she feels about CAST for, for people that might be thinking about joining us. Yeah, I um, I definitely think that, um, you know, when I was sort of at my at my worst, I um, I really wish there was, you know, CAST around, you know, wish it was around them because, you know, I would have not wasted or lost so much of my life um, struggling. Um, you know, I'm hoping that people that use the service and um, commit to the service, um, you know, make the most of it really and, um, and gain gain the benefits from it. And do you feel like you have a good connection with some of the service users, feeling like you've been in their shoes before, Claire? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very frightening place to be. Um, as Sarah said, very debilitating. Um, some days you just you just cannot achieve a single thing. Um, 
you know, just getting up and, and brushing your teeth would be a huge hurdle some days. That's really interesting. That puts it into perspective. Now, obviously, your service takes uh, service users or patients with or without a diagnosis. But do you want to talk about what is an advantage of having uh, a diagnosis or an advantage and a disadvantage of having a diagnosis to it? So for a lot of our patients, there's a, there's a big stigma attached to having a diagnosis of personality disorder. Um, so I suppose that the advantage of, of having a diagnosis in one respect helps you get benefits and, and that sort of stuff. But having a diagnosis on the other hand also means that they're stigmatised by society. Um, and when we talk about stigma, that's about people's thoughts and feelings towards people with personality disorder. And, and up until sort of when CAST was created and, and implemented, there wasn't a service for people with complex emotional needs or difficulties with suicidality and self-harm, which meant that staff didn't know how to deal with them until we've we've started and, and really started working with a lot of people so you know it, it, there's fours and against for it i mean some people um it helps them to understand who they are where they come from why they might feel the way they feel um but for some people they find that that pigeonholes them into well people think i am this diagnosis rather than thinking about them as a person i don't know if you've got anything you want to add claire yeah i mean i think a big thing for me is um the the lack of knowledge and the lack of understanding of what a personality disorder is and what the traits are. Um, traditionally, it's you know it's, it's got a lot of stigma attached and um, very damaging stigma and very incorrect stigma um, that I've experienced firsthand. Um, I've, I've had people um, say that um, rather than saying that it's a personality disorder, they've said that um, I'd have behavioural problems, behavioural issues, which is totally not the case. Um, and, you know, it, it's just very um, misunderstood. And I think this is why we, we're quite flexible with diagnosis, because we know um, that some people really like it and some people really don't. So this is why we don't attach ourselves completely to the use of diagnosis and this is something that we know to be relevant internationally really is that some people do some people don't so we try and work with the person in whichever way they prefer i think we try to sort of guide people, mm. try mm. to guide people um as well when when people are asking for diagnosis it's about um you know talking it through with them really because from my point of view, I really wanted a diagnosis because I wanted to know what was going on and I thought that was going to be the answer that I could find a, you know, all the answers because I knew what it was. Um, but obviously, you know, I've experienced lots of stigma with, um, you know, professionals as, as well as colleagues, friends, you know, regarding applying for jobs, all different sorts of things. It's, it's, it's been um, difficult. Um, but then I've sort of changed my my perspective I, I sort of really wish that I'd not had a diagnosis and um, whereas I really wanted one at the time so it's also fair to say that you, you know people change their minds as well um, and I think also um, it's about when people are given a diagnosis that it's given in a correct manner um, you know um, historically it would be um, people would generally find out by either looking at their notes or 
um, it being dropped into a conversation or just being given a diagnosis and nothing else. So they were left to sort of um, deal with it themselves, not knowing what it was, panicking, thinking they got um, split personality and lots of other severe um, incorrect ideas of it. That's really interesting because it reminded you reminded me, Claire, of uh, one of my friends who had a very similar situation to you. Um, before I mention that, I just want to know with personality disorder, is like the the if it was a tick box to say you had it or not, is it as simple as you fall into one category, or is it more like you're on a spectrum of things where you you could have traits of it? Like how does it work? So interestingly, in the past systems did use a much more categorical approach actually so it was either that you had one or you didn't and as we move on with these matters we do realize that there is more of a spectrum so the new diagnostic approaches really are around that spectrum of severity rather than us saying somebody does or they or they don't so what we what we are doing locally is we're building a pathway to meet the needs of people right the way through that spectrum. So there will be people who don't necessarily need the intensity of intervention that CAS provide, uh, but they may still need something perhaps in our uh, with our colleagues in the community mental health teams, for example, or in primary care. So yeah, absolutely. Nowadays, we see more of a spectrum of personality difficulties. And the interesting thing is, is actually at some point in time, all of us uh, will probably present with something that uh, looks like a personality problem. It's just it will come and go. So yeah, in answer to your question, hopefully nowadays we're moving away from an us and them uh, situation, yes. So we've got to know personality disorders, we've got to know the CAS team, but what does your team offer in terms of interventions for service users? So uh, we follow recommended treatment models to help people to improve their capability to understand themselves, other people, to develop skills in managing strong emotions and high distress. And there are there are three key recommended treatments in the UK for people with personality disorder or personality difficulties and complex emotional needs. The two that we use here are known as structured clinical management or SCM and mentalization based therapy or MBT and those are the two key treatment models that we use. Now these are both multi-component treatment programs and what that means is is that once a person is fully involved in the treatment they will be involved in both individual one-to-one -one sessions weekly and they will be in group sessions weekly so somebody will enter into the program via a lengthy assessment and stabilization socialization phase they will then spend a good 12 months in this full program treatment so they will be doing individual and group sessions so it's the most intensive form of community treatment for people 
the the other important thing to say i guess is that the all the practitioners involved in either of our treatments engage in regular compulsory group supervision and that's really frequent and that's in order to ensure that they remain really really adherent to the models so they don't fall off the model they stay really closely on the model and so that they can support one another in order to do this work. So it can be quite hard sometimes, and that's why they, they need that space to be able to support one another. So structured clinical management really focuses on the, some specific treatment areas. So that includes impulsivity, emotional management, interpersonal relationships, self-harm management. So some really key areas that are relevant to the needs of people with personality difficulties and the clients learn new skills each week to manage issues associated with these areas which they then work on in individual sessions alongside with their practitioner so they have a one-to-one -one practitioner as well now mentalization based therapy focuses much more on helping a person to understand their own mind and the minds of others so Therapy focuses really heavily on this, both in individual and group treatments. It's a much less structured intervention and much more about helping the client to be able to learn through the process of therapy. And this helps a person to develop a much stronger sense of self in order to live a much more fulfilling life. So that's the key components of those, those treatments really, Kyle. One thing I was thinking about that we didn't ask was obviously you mentioned what causes a personality disorder like like early childhood, but what is the ages of your service? Is it over 18s or can it start as early as like 12? Or... So uh, we take patients from the age of 18 above and um, we have our main referral stream is from our CMHT colleagues. So if a young person is identified as having complex emotional needs and they need uh, potentially an intervention from us. Our colle uh, colleagues in CAMS will refer to um, our CMHTs who will then identify people to, to us um, from there. So although we see difficulties in, in early adulthood, adolescence, we wouldn't necessarily work with those at the moment because there's treatment programmes within our, uh, our CAMS teams who can provide support for young people. Okay, and what is different about being under CAST than the CMHD? Well, I suppose we are a treatment programme. So when somebody comes to see us, they will be working towards engaging with that full programme treatment that I mentioned a minute ago. So that quite intensive programme. So we don't hold cases without people being in the treatment, if that makes sense. So our colleagues in the CMHT do lots and lots of work to manage and support people, but those people may not need to be in a treatment programme or a formal intensive treatment programme, if that makes sense. Whereas with us, the person does need to be fully engaged with that programme. So for anyone who is listening, you might be interested in the cast team or know someone who is how can we find out more information about the cast team from the listener's perspective so if you're open to combined healthcare and um you have difficulties with emotional regulation 
um, self-harm suicidality if you speak to your care coordinator who may identify as somebody who might be suitable for our service and they can have a conversation with you about what the commitment is for, for coming and working with us um, because there is an expectation that people will come and do the, the programme which is you know, approximately two years long for some people so that's a lot to commit to and you know potentially two groups a week um, just picking up off something Sarah had said about treatment is that we we have face to face. We also do things on on teams as well. So we we try and offer some sort of flexibility and support people who really struggle to use technology to access group parts as well. So we have two wonderful STRs in our team who help people and support them to get into treatment as well. Um, so yeah, ask you ask your um, care coordinator for some information about CAS if you want to think about coming and joining us. And you guys seem quite passionate about the, the team you work in. So I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what is the most enjoyable part about working in the cast team. I don't know if you want to start with Claire or. Um, I think for me, it's about sharing lived experience and sharing what's helped me through my journey um, with my difficulties. Um, you know, which, you know, so many, many different things, many different people, many different um third sector people as well um so it's sort of sharing that really and the tools that i've learned to be able to live my best life so i think um for me the most enjoyable thing there's a couple of really enjoyable things and the, one of the most enjoyable part of the job is seeing our clients excel um and become healthier and happier this is something which years and years ago people said couldn't happen, that people couldn't be treated and it's just not true. And we see people get better and improve and it's amazing. For me as well, seeing the team enjoy the work is so satisfying. This is really hard work sometimes, as you can hear, it's, it's challenging stuff. So to see them enjoying the work, gets me out of bed in the morning it really really does one of the key roles for me is or key vision really is to build a safe space for people to be able to work and so that we've got a safe space for clients to want to come and work with us so yeah that is a big thing for me seeing people smile and enjoy and feel confident that's 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 amazing so for me as the team lead it's watching the service develop and grow and change and get more robust as the days go on. Um, I think we started off in the middle of the pandemic, which made things really hard to, to have people in post who are happy, enjoying the work. And I really enjoy going out to other teams and spreading the word about the wonderful work that we do. And I do enjoy listening to the shop inhalation of breath when you tell people what client group you work with and actually the really good outcomes that we have despite all of those things that people believe about people with personality disorders so to to work and change change the stigma that we talked about earlier in 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 the discussion that's that's why i get up and come to work in the morning that's what i really love about the job and it sounds like you all like sound like you don't ever feel like a monday morning is a bad thing Sounds like yeah. you all come in with a smile and, and leave with a smile at the end of the week, knowing that you're making big differences to people's lives. 
And essentially what it feels like to me is you're taking like a block, like a physical block from their, their, their whole brain and just giving them the more power to enjoy life is what, what mm. it sounds, how you've described it to me today. So it's, it's a good insight uh, to personality sort of, because I've got no expertise in it. And I feel like now it's, it's understanding and removing the stigma, as you've said. So is there anything else you want to, to bring up on this podcast? Uh, anything you want to say about the cast team or uh, personality disorder to anyone who's listening? Just join. Just, just you know, if you, if you have these difficulties, just, just take that step, you know, have a bit of reflection time and just see if you think you'll gain from it. Um, just have the conversation, um, you know, with your professional. Yeah, and I would also add to that, sorry, Kyle, if there is anybody who has an interest in personality um, and who wants to help people to excel in their lives and you want to come and work in a really safe and nurturing team, please do get in touch with us. Not, we have, obviously not at the moment, Sarri, I'm sorry, we haven't got any any space for that. We have no vacancies at the moment, which is great. But obviously what Sarah said about coming and speaking to us about it, because, yeah. you know, hopefully going forward with the with the transformation monies that that happen, it's happening at the minute within the trust, we will have some more posts going forward into the next financial year. So, yeah, if you are interested in working with personality disorders, please give us a shout because we want to support anybody who who wants to work in this field because actually it's really rewarding and as you've heard us all talk about you know we 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 all love our jobs and everybody in the team loves their job because it's such a brilliant place to work um it's all real isn't it this it's all real yeah <laughs> and i think that goes for professionals as well as service users if you've been or if you are a service user that's come out the other side um that, that uh, you know you're in a well enough place to to support and help both professionals and other service users then there's you know there's always time to to speak to people that um that have got lived experience and that really helps us shape our service you know finding what what people want um and need and claire is a big key part to that but other voices are welcome and it's new as well so it's new and fresh you're always bringing new uh well new styles to to the trust with uh it being so fresh and obviously is it quite a big team at the moment obviously i know you're full you've got no spaces but how big's your team at the moment i think we're on about 11 12 staff Mm -hmm. and then we have students join as well so We've got an apprentice social worker in our team. We have student nurses uh, attending our team every six weeks or so. So we are a, a real learning culture as well. Um, we're hoping to have a trainee psychologist start with us at the end of this year. So, you know, we want people to come and learn and, and break down the barriers that are associated with this. And people mm. do that by coming and spending time because lots of people still have that idea that this is a really difficult place to work. But actually, it's a really good place to work once you get people into the programme and and on, on that cycle of change, really. So, yeah, we're so part of a really a... nice national community as well of people that work in this area, which is lovely, isn't it? Yeah, we support one another. So it's a new growing team that's it's going to be hopefully massive in two years' time, uh, by the sounds of it, from the growth that you've that. had. And 
and it's rewarding and and that's what we like to hear staff that are happy to do the job because you're if you're happy you're going to make someone else happier as well passing on the positivity so i think that's all we've got time for today in shining a light on personality disorder it's been nice to have sarah claire and terry with us today uh to tell us all about it because again it's something i didn't know about and the more i learn the the more i can share on the podcast to others as well so it's a it's a cycle of of information so thank you so much for joining me and uh we'll uh, speak to you hopefully soon thank you thank you for listening to combinations this week if you're new to combinations you can of course follow all the action of this podcast on apple podcasts spotify and soundcloud <laughs>